This is Melbourne calling. Welcome to Granny Bingo Wireless. Hurry up, your dinner's getting cold. Toodle pip. Hey, hey, come over here, go over there. Don't be scared now, yeah. Lift up your head, hold out your hand, pull up your pants now. Why did you pull down your pants? We only just met, but that's why I like you. People connecting, grandma's laughing, nostalgia and ethnic dancing. And that was Mother-in-Law by Ernie K. Doe. Gosh, that takes me back. I remember I was at a cafe. Oh. A very new thing in Melbourne in the 60s was a cafe to drink a coffee on the side of the street. I went with my son. I remember I picked him up from school. And it was 1961. That's the year that that song, Mother-in-Law by Ernie K. Doe. Terrific memories. And a very appropriate song, of course, because it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Hello, uh, kiddies out there in podcast land. My name is Edith Vale. I'm here with me best mate in the whole wide world, Maureen McGillicuddy. G'day. And, of course, the stinkiest woman in Australia, Caroline Springs. And, look, sorry if we sound a little bit giddy. Of course, here in Australia, it is Mother's Mother's Day. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, of course, uh, very, very different around the world. I know we have international listeners. Mother's Day is a very special day here in Australia, isn't it, love? Oh, it's huge here in Australia, Mother's Day. Because everyone in Australia, and this is a little known fact, but everyone in Australia has a mother. I suppose that's right. Some people have two. Yeah, well, mm. I voted against it, but let's not spoil the day, love. I'm sorry, Edith. I'm sorry to go back to that topic. I know you wanted to move away from it. I know it upsets you. I know it makes a lot of our listeners uncomfortable. I know, unfortunately, it makes a lot of our listeners revel in pride. But my personal feeling, and this is my own opinion, you cannot sue me based on my own opinion, I believe that lesbian relationships that have children are a product of the retail industry of Australia. They have they have worked out that on Mother's Day, people buy their mother's presents. And if there is two mothers, then you'll buy twice, twice as, as many presents. Twice as, twice as, twice as right. many presents. That's what I... That's my personal opinion. <laughs> Don't shoot me. I've, I went to school. You know, I learnt these things. I'm not a dummy. So, anyway... Anyway, I don't want to ruin the day. Today's a special day for a lot of people. No, 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 that's fine. Why don't you tell people around the world how we celebrate Mother's Day here in Australia? Oh, it's very simple. Uh, Largely, uh, Mother's Day is about your children coming home and you spending hours and hours and hours washing the tablecloth, cleaning the table, cleaning the house, cleaning the kitchen, cleaning their bedrooms when they come home so they can sleep over. It's about spending all day cooking, cooking meals for, you know, 10, 15 people, gigantic silver sides and roast meats and all these uh, roast potatoes. Steamed potatoes, roasted vegetables, steamed vegetables. You just spend hours cooking and cleaning, and then you sit down, and your children, largely, they have a go at you. It's a lovely Australian tradition, really. And we love it. We wouldn't have it any other way, would we? Well, sadly, they love it. We wouldn't have it any other way normally. But this Mm. year, of course, with the COVID... It's going to be a different. Bit different. I saw uh, the uh, Lord Mayor of Melbourne. You know the Lord Mayor. Uh, oh, I, I saw her on the on the television. Uh, she was on the TV name? talking about Mother's Day. What's her name? Uh, Sally. It was Robert Doyle, wasn't it? Sally. Sally. Uh, Sally Crap. Sally Crap. I saw Sally Crap on the television, 
And, uh, you saw Sally crap on the TV. I saw Sally crap on the TV, that's right. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And uh, while she was on there, she said that this year, Mother's Day is going to be very different. And she mm. was saying that we're going to have to uh, have a socially isolated Mother's Day here in Melbourne. Yeah, because yeah, we've still sense. got the lockdown and everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But of course, Maureen, we've been uh, having socially isolated Mother's Days for years, haven't we? Because our children don't talk to us, quite sadly. No, no, I, I had a bit of an issue with my children. We, we always had a bit of a strained relationship. I, if I'm being honest, I never loved my children. It was a Catholic thing, you know. We we couldn't use uh, protection. Some of the modern day, you know, devices people would use to stop childbirth and, and procreation. And... Uh, I guess I had my children out of spite for my husband. I have husbands, you know. And uh, and I had a strained relationship. I remember the last time we had a full Mother's Day with all my children. I have seven children. Uh, was 19... I don't know what year it was. It doesn't matter. I'd bought my daughter, my youngest daughter, Robin. I'd bought her uh, shoes. And after seven children, Edith, you've got to forgive me. I've forgotten what size shoes she wore. She was 12 at the time. She was still growing. So I bought her a size 6 shoe. That's what all girls wear, size 6 shoes. So I bought her these new beautiful shoes, saved up, gave her the size 6, and she said, Oh, Mum, I'm a size 7! And I haven't seen my children since. You know, love, this is not your fault. A lot of mothers and their children do lose contact due to things like shoe size or <laughs> um, their, their mitten size, you know, their glove mm -hmm. size. And that's why I always, through all of my pregnancies, took thalidomide. Because it meant that I, uh, my children didn't have any of these issues when it came to buying shoes or, or mm. gloves. Just a healthy mm. dose mm. of thalidomide. I also have a strained relationship with my children. It, it's nothing to do with the thalidomide. It's, uh, it's a, it was a different incident in, in the Vale household. I was uh, married to a man for many years named Glenn. You remember Glenn? Glenn Vale, yeah. Glenn Vale, Glenn Vale. And, uh, well, Glenn and I had several children. And I, 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 again, we didn't use love, the word love back in those days. But no. I, I was fond of them, I will say that. I was very fond of them. Uh, until one day, of course, it's a, a big Australian tradition. Uh, in the week leading up to Mother's Day, all primary schools uh, have a little stall. And mm. the kids get sent to the stall, to school, with a few dollars in their pocket. And it's usually mm. run by the, the, the Parents and Friends Committee or the Country Ladies yes. Association or whatever. And they can pick out a little present for Mummy and pay, you know, a gold coin donation. Yeah, a couple of bob and, and you get your, couple you of give bob, you to your mother. Bob. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Anyway, my kids went to the stall and I woke up Mother's Day. They came in, breakfast in bed, you know, a little, a little mug of Macona, some Vegemite on toast, you know, some daisies from the lawn. And they handed me my present. Well, I unwrapped mm. it. It was a little wooden plaque for oh. to sit above the toilet and yes. it said uh, my aim is to keep this toilet clean your <laughs> aim will help <laughs> i saw rage i everything the room went red oh. i was furious i thought i have given the best years of my life to these little oh, pricks yes. no, i, mean I have too. lost my figure to these pricks i have worked yes. my fingers to the bone 
cooking and cleaning for these oh, little serious. spawns of yeah. Satan that I've never even really liked. They yeah, are hideous. I'm not entirely sure who their fathers are. I want nothing to do with them. This is the biggest re- amount of respect they can give me as a plaque for the bloody sitter. Well, I'm done. And I left. I left that day. I have no idea where they are. I don't know whether they're alive. I don't know whether they're well. And I quite frankly do not care. Yeah. Yeah. You are my family as far as I'm concerned. You, and as much as I hate to say it, Caroline, you as well. Maureen, you're like a, a loved one to me. Um, yeah. And Caroline, you're sort of like the, the family dog, I guess. The, the, the family dog, yeah. Yes, the mutt that we found on the side of the road. But of course, this podcast isn't just about us talking about ourselves. We also want to give advice and help you, our listeners, out a little bit. Uh, so we thought we might come up with some lovely little presents that you could give to Mum digitally. So you could sort of virtually walk in the room and say, oh, happy Mother's Day, Mum, and throw it on the ground. Exactly, you know, you, know you, can't, you can't give her the body shop uh, little a basket with the little shapes in it. Yes, or a bunch of, of purple gerberas. Yes, or, you know, a nice cake from the cheesecake shop. You, you can't physically go and give it to her. So we've thought of some digital little presents that you could ah, give them. Of course, the first one idea. that springs to my mind, love, is that we released um, a video clip of Ooh. our brand new single that we released on the podcast a, a little while ago. We've just released the video f- clip for that. It's called In Self-Isolation. What mm. you could do is go to YouTube and you could search In Self-Isolation and uh, you could copy that link and you could post it on your mum's Facebook wall and uh, that would be a nice surprise for her. It might help us out a little bit as well, but it would be a lovely little but That's not what it's mother. about. That's not what it's about. You know, it's about your mother, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, another another idea, just a surprise, Mum, and she will love this. You could you could go and grab her phone, couldn't you? You could go and get her telephone from her handbag and go on to Facebook. <laughs> and on Facebook you could search up uh, Edith Vale and Maureen McGillicuddy and click like on and then we can what we can do then is subliminally make her a fan of ours. Because we could post little things. She goes, who's this Edith Vale and more? I didn't go to school with them. And then she'd go, oh, what, what is this funny video? Oh, what is this picture of a gorgeous young Maureen? And then she would like us so much that she'd give us some money. <laughs> or if you really, really, really love Mum, you could go to a website called patreon.com slash granny bingo. And uh, you could sign up there to become a Patreon for just a few dollars oh. a month. And you could put Mum's email address in there so that she gets the rewards. Of course, um, all sorts of rewards that you can get. You could get a personalised audio message from Maureen oh. and myself. You could get a gorgeous artwork from Caroline Springs, an original Caroline Springs wow. artwork. Wow. Uh, or you could also get Mum access to our monthly videos. We are just about to release our second monthly. Um, ah. That would be a lovely present for Mum, and I think she'd really appreciate And it doesn't matter if it's your credit card or Mum's credit card or doesn't your matter. husband's credit care. card. It doesn't just get a credit card, you know. Oh, my God. Anyway, we are celebrating Mother's Day here at uh, at Areola Gardens. Screw our children. You know what? I'm even going to get Caroline off her chain and let her come and join us because we're going to yeah. have a lovely Mother's Day. We might not have anyone to Bugger celebrate it. it with like the people at home, but we're going to have a lovely Mother's Day anyway. 
Caroline, do you know undo her chain? Bring her around. Yes, I'll hang on two seconds. Caroline, come in. Sit. Sit. Caroline, sit. 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 Good girl. Sit. Good girl. Pat her Good on the girl. head, love. Oh, careful, Subbart. Off. <laughs> I love when she runs around like that. <laughs> Chasing her own time. Chain her up to the table, love. <laughs> come back here now. Good girl. She's on the now, table now. I've ordered from the nursing home. I ordered the Mother's Day lunch special because mm, I know I got that the the, news we later. don't have any mm. kids to bring it for us. It, mm. uh, it has. It's supposed to have arrived by now. It's a big uh, hamper, isn't it? It's supposed to be a big hamper with all the Mother's Day bits and pieces. Do you want to call reception at the nursing home and see where our lunch is? Though? Yeah. Well, it should be. What time is it now? Yeah, it should be here by now. Should Let me get the phone. Now, Hang on. They would. They might be delivering. Might be delivering meals at the moment. Uh, on hold, as usual. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realise I was calling and telecom. Thank you for calling Wentworth <laughs> Areola Gardens. Correctional care for when you need it, or when the courts say you do. If you're calling for a medical emergency. Please hang up now and call triple zero. Areola Gardens is Mordialic's premier seniors lifestyle correctional facility, where we guarantee your loved ones will be made comfortable. To help us direct your call, please select one of the following options. Please note the options have changed, so listen carefully before making your selection. To speak to the registered nurse on duty, please press one. To contact a lawyer, press 2. To speak to the wave pool manager, press 3. For housekeeping, press 4. To book a rehabilitation electroshock therapy session, press 5. For the dirt bike racing timetable, press 6. To make a time with the in-house tattoo artist, press 7. If you require assistance with the removal of a fellow resident's body from your room, press 8. Or, to speak to reception, press 9. Our reception staff are currently busy taking other inmates' calls. Just uh, put, it, put the phone down. Put hold the phone down. and we will be with you shortly. We don't have to hang up, do we? No, 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 no don't put hang it, up. Put it, we'll put it down and we'll just... Caroline, if you can listen to that phone... And uh, let us know if anyone answers. We'll check Please. back in on it throughout the episode because we need yeah. to find out where this lunch is. I am starving. Oh God, I'm starving. Starving. Uh, uh, right, what's the next segment? Um, ah, oh, I'm so excited about this. Our listeners will remember a little while ago we decided that we wanted to make this podcast a little bit more intellectual, a little bit more yeah. political, a little bit more gritty, you know, yeah, and we yeah. crossed it live to the Prime Minister's press conference at that time and, and it was interesting. Um, yeah. But I thought, if you don't mind, Maureen, I might mm -hmm. do my own segment. Um, I've been reading a lot of my trusted, reliable news sources. Right, right, yeah. A current affair... Uh, 60 yes. Minutes. Herald uh, Sun? I've been reading the Herald Sun. I've been reading mm -hmm. Take 5. Well, I saw you reading the Daily Mail, and I did wonder I did wonder what you were up to. That must be the same thing. It was. <laughs> it was. It. <laughs> it was, love. And so I thought I might do a political update, if that's okay. 
that is absolutely what will win us a Walkley Award for podcasting. So, great. I'm so glad you thought of it. Okay, what have, what have you got for us? Well, here we go. Here is the first episode of Edith's Political Update. Across Australia, this is Edith's Political Update. Hello and welcome to the wide world of politics with Edith Vale. On Friday, the Prime Minister announced a unified three-phase approach to reopening the country. Addressing the press in a stunning navy blue Roger David suit and eggshell tie, he confirmed that each phase will have several key elements. The phases will be introduced at different times in each state and territory, and each state and territory will choose which key elements they will or will not introduce at that time. They may also choose, if they wish, to introduce key elements from a phase other than the one they are currently in. In light of this, Premier Gladys Berejiklian confirmed that New South Wales has progressed to phase 1.75. Daniel Andrews announced that Victoria is now on step zero. Peter Goodwin has reduced the Tasmanian alert level to code blue. Western Australia has commenced Project Reopen. The Northern Territory has adjusted the crikey meter to Bonza. And Queensland remains in 1972. In local news, Victorian State Opposition Leader Michael O'Brien made headlines by referring to the Cedar Meats coronavirus cluster as Daniel Andrews' own Ruby Princess. The entire state of Victoria was shocked to discover that they have an opposition leader. To the top end now, where Western Australia has offered to reopen its borders to the Northern Territory. The Northern Territory politely declined. Looking across the ditch, Australia is keen to reopen trade with New Zealand. The Aussies have started negotiations by offering to return Russell Crowe, Farlap and the Pavlova in exchange for Jacinda Ardern. And in Queensland, it has now been over a month since One Nation leader Pauline Hanson announced that she will be lying in her back paddock to protest isolation laws. No one has seen or heard from Senator Hanson since the announcement, but several neighbours have offered to mow her lawn. This has been Edith Vale with the political update. Oh, that was terrific. I, you know what? I feel smarter and more informed. And that's, Thank I you. guess, you know, if I was a Granny Bingo wireless listener, that's what I expect of the podcast and that's what I'd want to feel informed and smarter after listening and I think yeah, that's, that was terrific that means so much to me Maureen thank mm-hmm. you so much love pleasure love pleasure I might do it again oh, I hope so <laughs> you know that actually reminds me on Monday night on Q&A I heard that Daniel Andrews and Gladys Berejiklian 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 Bear a jacket, bear a jacket, bear a jackal, bear a jiggle, yes, uh, we'll be on Q&A 
this Monday. On the ABC. I know, I'm so excited. That wonderful Hamish MacDonald. I know, I can't stand Daniel Andrews, but I love Gladys Berejiklian. I know, I don't know much about her politics, but... She is a true fashion icon. Oh, you're not wrong. A vision in polyester, that woman. I, oh. oh, God. She's she's always got a sensible haircut, and I love a sensible haircut on a woman. You yeah. know, a, a modest skirt, a flat shoe. You know, you. I've said this many times before on this podcast. Princess Anne has always been my fashion icon, but... I think Gladys might be taking, taking the cake. Home? She no. might be. She's so on vogue, you know. She could Isn't be. She? Oh, she could be a fashion model, you know. I can see her being, and I don't think I'm exaggerating when I say this. Mm-hmm. I can see her being a cover model for the Miller's catalogue. Oh, I do. That I doesn't really surprise me. Suzanne, maybe. Suzanne, no, perhaps. I, perhaps. Yeah, I, I don't want to act like a fangirl because I'm glad you raised this. We haven't talked about Gladys, but. I admire her because she gets out of bed in the morning and her main focus is the state of New South Wales. How prosperous is it? Is everybody working? Is the city clean? Uh, are all the nightclubs shutting at 9pm? You know, she's just, she's focused, laser focused on the state of New South Wales. And I admire that because it means that she gets out of bed, she pops her suit on, she goes to work, she doesn't worry about her makeup. But when you see Daniel Andrews, oh, he's had a haircut. Oh, he's got a new tie. Oh, today, no tie. Oh, it's a casual, Daniel. <laughs> you know, that's the difference. I wish I lived in Sydney. I'll say it. There I go. I've said it. I wish I lived in Sydney. Well, not with your fear of suspension bridges, love. <laughs> You're right, I forgot. Idea. All right, OK. I'll stay in Melbourne. All right, well, I think it might be time for a word from one of our sponsors. What do you reckon, love? Bang on. Oh, hello. I'm Peter and this is my husband, Paul. Hello. We're the owners and proprietors of Peter, Peter and, and Paul's Airbnb. We own a gorgeous little mock Tudor cottage in Dalesford, which has played host to all sorts of influential people over the years, such as Dame Shirley Bassey, impersonators, Liza Minnelli, impersonators, Beck Midler, impersonators, and Casey Donovan. Due to the COVID-19 restrictions, uh, we've had to close our doors tighter than Peter's costume at the Chill Out Festival Pride Parade last year. Oh, shut up, you bitch. You know the tart down at the cosy shop gave me the wrong size. (laughs) Well, tell that to the poor kiddies who had to watch a very, very hairy Dorothy Guile from The Wizard of Oz waddle her way up Main Street with her toe-toes hanging out from underneath her skirt. (laughs) Oh! 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 So that you can still experience Peter and Paul's Bear B&B, we have created Take Home Homo Packages, an at-homo experience. That's right. Uh, We'll have a basket delivered to your front door. Full of all the goodies that you need to experience, Peter and Paul's Airbnb from the comfort of your very own home. That's what I just said. Oh, you are always asserting your dominance over me. <laughs> yeah, but you love it, don't you? Oh, 
Oh, now listen, hi. Our care packages come to your door in an eco-friendly packaging too. Well, the, you know, there's cardboard. That's recyclable, isn't yeah. it? And I'm sure you can put crepe paper in oh, the Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. And to create the ambience of the home cooking smell that our guests slowly adjust to, you'll get a Tupperware container full of Paul's mum's curried sausages. Enough to feed two hungry bears. Yum! <laughs> Not only that, but we'll also include a 12-pack of Safeway bake-at-home dinner rolls. You know what? I don't care if you learn to bake in France. You won't get better dinner oh, rolls. Never, than never, terrific. never. Our online reviews go off about how comfy and cosy the Bear B&B is. So to recreate this in your own home, we'll include a blanket, some locally made wax candles by Kirsty and Kirsty, the lesbians next door, and we'll even include a copy of my signed Colette Man photo that takes pride of place on top of the freezer. And for those of you that normally book the High Bear Nation room, my favourite, uh, we'll throw in a ceiling suspended sex swing in your basket as well. So head to bearbnbonline.org.au to order your at-home homo experience today. Now we just have to hope that gorgeous Twinkie Daniel Andrews doesn't lift the lockdown laws. Otherwise, no one's going to order bloody anything, Pete. <laughs> oh, 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 I do him. I do him. I do him. I do him. Day, I do him night. Oh, you bitch. You're mine, mister. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I would do him. I'd just do him senseless. <laughs> oh, you are. You're mine. Behave oh, yourself. He's so on oh, oh, Gorgeous. Anyway, the trains aren't running from Dalesford to Melbourne anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I love those boys. We have actually wonderful. stayed at their Airbnb before up in Dalesford. And for anyone that yes. doesn't know, Dalesford is a lovely little town in Victoria and it's full of B&Bs. And, uh, that's oh, right. That, that's one of the best. Yes, and it's not only full of uh, bed and breakfasts, it's obviously got hotels as well, but the whole place is packed with poofs. Uh, it's, it's, it's all of a sudden, many years ago, probably 20, 20, 20, 30 years ago, everyone became gay. That's right. It's an entire town whose economy relies on drag shows, mm -hmm. antique shops, mm -hmm. and hardware stores. And, uh, you can imagine who is shopping at which. Mm-hmm. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt, Dav. The, uh, I, I just want to check the phone again. Because I'm on hold. Oh, yes, check. I'm on yeah, hold. Still yeah, on hold. Yeah, still yeah, on hold. Yeah. Check, check, check. Yeah. Thank you for your patience. Your call is currently 31st in line. We will answer you as quickly as possible. Now, we put a call out for paid content uh, on our podcast recently, and uh, we've had a good response. We've had that ad that we wow. just had then. And our yes. next segment, we do have to say, is paid mm. content. We are legally yes. obliged yeah. to yeah. tell you this next segment is actually, uh, we've been paid money to allow this performer, her na she is an actress, you might know her, her name is mm. Maggie Smith. I think she was on Sea Change many years ago. No, 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 you're, th you're thinking of Sister Act 2. Ah, I am. I always, I always get that confused. Uh, so she has paid us money uh, because she can't perform live on stage. She has asked if she could perform uh, some of her personal writing pieces uh, on the podcast. So we said I we did see she was on. I think uh, Graham Norton. I love watching him. I think he is terrific. You know, and he had her on, and she was talking about that she was going to start writing. Uh, fiction novels uh, as, a, mm. as an author. So mm. she's decided to sponsor our podcast and thank you.
you very much, Dame Maggie Smith, for your very genuine and authentic sponsorship of our podcast. Here's, I think she's got a little snapshot preview of her new book. Good afternoon. I'm Dame Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey and everything else. Welcome to my daily reading of my own works of fiction. And thank you for the many lovely messages saying that my broadcasts are helping you get through this period of isolation. So without further ado, let us continue from where we left off. Chapter 6 Tinky Winky awoke to a bright sunny morning. His purple fur still wet and matted from the previous night's exertions. Feeling a hard, insistent jabbing in his back, he rolled over to discover Dipsy in all his turgid green glory. The end of his rigid antenna was engorged and glistening, and he wore a wicked grin. Lick it, slut, Dipsy growled. Tinky Winky could feel his triangle widen at the thought of it. Fuck yeah, he replied. Give me your tubby custard. In one smooth movement, Tinky Winky took the throbbing antenna into his mouth, all the way to its thick base. Dipsy moaned. Oh yes, you like that, don't you, you purple faggot? Then, in a conspiratorial tone, open the curtains. I want to let the sun watch. And we'll leave it there. Join me next time as I share more of my erotic fan fiction with you. Stay safe. Cheerio. What a boon for us to have Maggie Smith. Isn't that true? <laughs> I had to check. I even called the Queen and I said... Because, uh, you know, I went to school with Fat Ankles Lizzie. You know, Don't I, say that about the Queen, you You're going to go to hell for saying... I'm the one. I, I had to share a boarding school with her. She's got uh. fat ankles. <laughs> anyway, I rang. I rang her. She, oh, I'm at Windsor Castle. I've got enough on me plate. I said, babes, you know, chill out, dude. <laughs> I said, I've had this email come through from Maggie Smith. Is it the same, you know, the same chick that that you know? She said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the same one. She checked the email address. Uh, Mags7878 at gmail.com. So that's the same one, yeah. So it's, uh, that's that's Reggie Didge. Um, anyway, should we check? I'll just check my phone again before we move on because I know we're going to Yes, check if they're there. We're still on hold. How? This awful service. Since 1983, Areola Gardens has been home to Victorians in need of additional court-ordered care. Our unique approach to correctional health care has seen thousands of residents reform their unruly, non-family-friendly behaviour through education, socialisation and daily beatings. Thank you for your patience. You are now 16th in the queue. Your call is not important to us. Well, I'll check back on that one. Do I put that on mute or no? No, yeah, no, no. Just give it to Caroline. She'll hold it. She'll okay. Hold Close that, here. Caroline. Don't eat it, Caroline. Don't eat it. Mm, Take it out of your mouth. Take it out of your mouth, Caroline. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. Hey, we should try and help some other people's problems. What do you reckon? 
That sounds like a good idea because we are up to our favourite segment in the podcast, which is called Agony Grands. This is a uh, segment of the uh, podcast where we help to solve people's problems. We have a lot of problemed people, people with deep, dark, awful, awful histories. They come to our bingo night. Young people, queer, in in the current sense and the historical phrasing. Uh, there's something very, very strange and 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 damaged about the people that come, but they leave smiling, and I think that's because we impart wisdom, and so we ask you, we ask everybody, we welcome everybody to write a question into us in our favourite segment, which is called Agony Grange. So uh, I might read the first letter, if that's all right, Luke. Please do. Can you pass pass? I've printed them off. They're over there. Oh my god, I didn't know that was with me. Hang on, yep. Here you go. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, here we go. I'll start with this one. Here we go. <clears throat> uh, oh, this is a COVID-19 related one. Here we go. Um, I am a mother of four boys. Oh, you poor bugger. A bit of a Mother's Day one as well. And yeah. we're starting to feel the boredom of isolation creeping in a little bit. We are a Christian family... And I don't like the boys watching too much television. No, God wouldn't want that either. We have been through the board games covered more times than I can count. And I can't think of anything else to keep them busy. Can you recommend any activities to keep four young men entertained? Regards, Tammy from Bendigo. Bendigo, lovely part of the world, Bendigo. I love Bendigo. I went to the Royal Exhibition up in Bendigo. They they had a portrait exhibition up there. It was lovely. Pictures of the royal family. I went to the Catherine Mine in Bendigo. For those international visitors, I I do believe we have people listening from overseas that have never been to Australia. You poor bastards. Bastards. Oh, God. Uh, Imagine never having been to Bendigo. Oh, oh it's, it's like saying <laughs> I've never been to Ballarat. I, I mean, how could you live? That's you know? weird. That's weird. Oh, I, do you know bizarre. Bendigo was the site of the first Maya store? Really? You know really. And, I believe it. Uh, I believe it. it. It's the parish of Victoria, really. It, that's exactly. Yep, yep. It, it, is, it is the fashion capital of, of Victoria. On the right-hand side, as you drive into Bendigo, there's the Catherine Mine. It's still open. You can go for a tour there. And I went there to the Catherine Mine once with my with Caroline. And, uh, you know, I'm, I am a modest woman, but I guess I get my greedy points. I sent Caroline down into the mines and I made her dig because they said that these mines have been emptied. For years and years, we've got all the gold out, so now we can do tours. So I sent Caroline down with a shovel, a small, tiny little shovel that I had in my, in my handbag, and she went digging, and she found no gold. And uh, Caroline digged and digged it, and she, I'd, I'd yell down the mine, say, Caroline, have you got any gold? And she'd just tap her shovel onto the wall, and, and that meant no. Uh, and she dug, she dug for for four kilometres underground from the Catherine mine that had been shut for years to find gold, and you'll never guess what happened. I, I don't think I've told you this, Edie, because we went away with that. She found something very special underneath there, and unfortunately she couldn't pull it out. It was too big. Gold was too big. But I do want to give my apologies to the people of Epilock for that landslide that happened. That was the not intentional. Uh, there's a lot of people lost in that tragedy. The earth fell from underneath them. 
But uh, for anyone who is still living in Epilock, I would go digging directly underneath you. There's a lot of gold under there. Anyway, back to your problem, uh, Tammy. Back to your tough problem, one. Tammy. It is a tough one. Um, well, you're Christian. Uh, you are a Christian family. I like that about you. Uh, that's about all I like about you, Tammy. Um, you know... We, I as pick we up. Said I earlier, pick up on one thing in her in her question here, Edith. Can you recommend any activities to keep four young men entertained? And as a Christian woman, I'm surprised you're writing to us because for for activities to keep four young men entertained, I'd be asking your local priest. Oh, Maureen McGillicuddy, Maureen, I know you've kept four young men entertained at the same time. I've gone up to twelve, actually, at the same time, and they've all been. Let's just put it this way. They've all been uh, warm and cosy at the same time. <laughs> you tart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I used to teach Bikram yoga. Yes, that's and what I meant. I'd only take 12 at a time in a class because it was a very, was very big room. It cost a fortune to heat. <laughs> of course, yeah. yeah. Um, look, I'm looking into your letter, Tammy, and I'm reading it and I'm seeing uh, a few things pop out of me. We are a Christian And family. Edith is very good at this. She's very good I'm at very good at reading between the lines, mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. the lines themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you say here, uh, we have been through the games cupboard more times than I can count. Yeah. How big mm-hmm. can that games cupboard be? B, Tammy. How much money do you have? There, there cannot be that many games. Let's assume, you know, that you have a, uh, a games cupboard that's about, oh, let's say, three metres by a metre, you know. How maximum, many games can maximum. you... Maximum. Maximum, maximum. We're talking Bendigo here. You're not living in a bloody mansion, all right? <laughs> and let's say, you know, if we're, if we're going, oh, a big board game might be Monopoly, a smaller one might be the Mousetrap. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say you can probably fit, oh... A hundred, 70 to a hundred, I would yeah. say, board games in your average board games cupboard. Yep. Who cannot count that high? Who can't count that high, Tammy? You, you can't count that high. I'm more going to say... More times than you can count. I've read that. That's you are an count. idiot, and your boys are probably idiots too. And you might be Christian, but you clearly went to a public school with, with that kind of skill. And uh, quite frankly, uh, you're probably happy just putting buckets on your head and banging on them with a hammer because, you know, you're not the brightest bulb in the chandelier, Tammy. You might knock some sense into yourself. And happy Mother's Day to you as well, Tammy. Happy Mother's Day. Four boys, you'll be spoiled. Oh, you'll be spoiled rotten today, I guess, Tammy, yes. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day, Tammy. Listen, love, just before we go to the uh, the next letter, do you mind just checking to see if they've answered the phone yet? Uh, are we still on hold for the Mother's Day? I am starving. I can't wait to get a little deviled egg, you know. Imagine your loved one enjoying movie night. Well, at Areola Gardens, our 200-seat theatre holds two movie nights every single year. And don't worry about a lack of variety. We play the same movie every time. So, the stress and anxiety caused by having to choose a movie is simply gone with the wind. Thank you for your patience. Your call is not important to us. Now, I think we've got time for one more segment uh, for this episode, Maureen. And this is, again, another uh, favourite 
of our listeners, uh, we get so much wonderful feedback about this this segment. It's called Beryl's Budget Baking. Colloquially, I think is the right word, uh, this woman is a loser. Um, she's someone who's not had very many friends. She struggled socially to adapt. But for some reason, our listeners love her. They keep, oh, poor Beryl, we want to hear more. I hope she's all right. I hope she's all right. Jesus Christ, the woman's a downer. No, she's, she's a miserable sod. But she must come across well in an audio format because people keep saying, I'll oh, put her back on. Put her it is a baking segment, of course, you know. Baking's very popular at the moment. Maybe that's why she's popular, I don't know. Yeah. And also, and also, who wants to be a millionaire? It could be that as well, love. It could be. Anyway, this is a segment ho- hosted by a disgusting old woman. Uh, it's a cooking segment, and she's never actually managed to finish one of her recipes. But we have told her if she doesn't finish this recipe in this episode, she will never get to do another segment ever again. Never do it again. I told her. I called her and I told her the same thing. I said, Beryl, pull up your socks, love. Shape up a bit, bitch. You know, I said that to her. Sort your shit out. If she says I didn't call her and I told her that, well, she's lying to you too, Edith. Here is episode number four of Beryl's Budget Baking. Beryl's Budget Baking. Hello. During the Depression, soup was a very popular dish. My mother made a a lot of it because it, it was a cheap and filling meal and we'd all had to sell our teeth because of father's drinking. Today I'm going to be teaching you how to make lovely cabbage soup, which you you make on on the stove top. I'll just turn on the stove. Now, I I realise I haven't been very good at actually completing a recipe during these segments, but I assure you I will complete this one. I promise. Now you start by cooking the chopped cabbage in a saucepan. Oh, oh, I haven't lit the gas. Let me just... I'm on fire! Oh, oh, the agony! But I did promise I'd finish. Must... Where's my hand? Blackened stump. (laughs) Gently stir the cabbage. Skin on my face. It's all gone. And the celery and onion. Oh, poor Beryl. I don't know if we'll be hearing it from her again next week. No, no I suppose not the poor bastard. Yeah, she'd been through enough, oh, you'd reckon. You would bastard. reckon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, 
clever. I hate to say it, but we're nearly at the end of another episode. I know. It, it breaks my heart to say goodbye for another we, week, especially on a special day like today, Mother's Day. Like Mother's Day. And we still don't have our Mother's oh Day my God. lunch here. You're dead right. I feel Do you like... want to check, check the phone again, love? Yes, let me get it. Hang on. Uh, here. Uh, so you're still on still hold. On still hold. on hold. That's shocking. You know, it cost a fortune Hello? to live here. Oh! Hello? Is there someone there? Yes. Hi. Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, finally. Oh, finally. Hi. Oh, my God. We have been on hold this entire it's episode, young man. We are starving guys, in guys. here. We have got no Mother's Day Guys, guys. That's whoa, what whoa, I whoa, always say. to for it, you know. It's Scott. What? Scott. All right. Scott who? What do the you hell work is going here, on? Thomas and Kyle. It, this, no. You, do oh, my you, God. Do you work well, here, you lost your minds. Like, you're, you're not actually grannies, guys. Okay, it's Scott. I play Caroline. You know, you just heard me doing Beryl's what? voice for the, the yeah. Beryl's baking. Uh, uh. You're, you're, you're Thomas and Kyle. You're not actually right. old women. You're just, you know, um, just desperate and, and pretty oh. actually sad uh, oh. approaching middle-aged men, to be perfectly honest. Like, What's he talking about, oh. Edith? Guys, I, I, I can't believe that this has happened. You're, just, you, you're, not, even, you're not real grannies, Okay. You're just sad, slightly oh. overweight, terribly complexioned, oh. sort of not even young men anymore, oh. actually. You're kind of approaching oh. middle age with nothing to show for so your life. Rude. You're sitting oh. in your bedrooms recording this in separate rooms pretending that you're together, which is basically how you run your entire lives. It's why you perform. Oh. It's to, to make you think that you actually have friends and know people. But instead, oh. now you're just sitting in your bedroom no. by yourselves, uh, oh. surrounded by just dirty cum tissues with your sad pathetic little lives wishing you'd gone to uni and realising that neither of you have any jobs and have never actually achieved anything in your whole fucking lives No No (laughs) Tom hang up he's being really mean to us Yeah no this is fucked Fuck you Scott Fuck you Oh my God! I had no idea, Maureen. Did you? Oh. Did you know? Well, you know, this is the thing because you you never told this. You never told about that at school. At school, they, they don't tell you. No, at school, I, you know, they don't tell you that you might be a thirty-something-year-old man pretending to be an old. Well, I had no idea. Yeah. Another Mother's Day ruined. Another that, Mother's oh, Day ruined. You're oh. dead right. Yeah, I'm sad. Well, oh. for us, for us at least. Hopefully, our listeners have loved this episode. We want to wish a very happy Mother's Day to all of our listeners, except for Catherine Andrews. Uh, of course, you know, just because, uh, you know, uh, our beautiful Scotty, big big bad Scotty up in Canberra, of course he's now saying that we can relax the rules. This doesn't mean the end of our isolation podcast, uh, Life in the Bunker. We want you to come back next week. Stay tuned for the episode. Some really good ones for you, some great topics for you. Where we explain what the different settings on your microwave do. Of course, I will also be hosting an in-depth interview with Barry in room seven seven two. Barry, oh, that's terrific! You're gonna, you listen. Yeah. You're gonna learn a lot about pneumatics next week, and uh, and spoiler alert, you know, don't tune in if you if you want this not ruined for you. Uh, I'll be giving you a blow by blow recap of the nineteen ninety seven blockbuster film Titanic. But until next week, remember, don't compare yourself with anyone else in the world. If you do, you're only insulting yourself. Oh, that was beautiful. That was very touching. That'd be, uh, I think, Eden, Eden Blyton, is it?
No, 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 that was Adolf Hitler, but the sentiment Beautiful. is lovely, yeah, I think. Yeah. All right, who rules now? <laughs> in line to be answered. Areola Gardens is part of the Wentworth Correctional Healthcare Group. Our residents have a history, primarily a criminal history, and it's something that we celebrate every day. Once a week, our residents showcase their abilities in a show-and-tell style party. Show off your safe-cracking abilities or demonstrate how to silently suffocate an enemy from behind. Your call is next in line to be answered. <laughs>